The following is a fourth-hand production. After the planet was ravaged by World War II, the powers that be were looking for any edge they could. The United States was no different. So, they engaged in many secret medical experiments designed to help win the Cold War. But at what cost? Let's just say you can't perfect mind control in Manchurian candidates without breaking a few eggs. And by eggs... We mean unknowing subjects, both military and civilian. Oh yeah, black magic and the occult might have been involved as well. You know, for good measure. So, strap in. We're talking MK often and CIA shenanigans via, wait for it, drugs. This week on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools are not crazy? Hysteria. You can't handle the truth. truth, truth, truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. We're here. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a drug-fueled romp through history. I'm going to stop you right there because this shit pisses me off. Yeah, we are mad. What are we cheese muffining about? We are cheese muff, goddammit. We are mad because the U.S. government thinks they can move in on my territory. What are you yapping about? Not that it is any of your business, but if anyone is going to drug unsuspecting people, it is me. It pisses me off when amateurs like the CIA try to steal my moves. (laughs) Yeah. Full disclosure, I am completely lost. Shut up, Kyle. Tough crowd. Yikes. <laughs> well, as you've heard from Conspiracy About the Jealous One and Kyle, the lost one who's supposed to shut up now, they are our bots. I built Seabot to help research and produce the show, and instead, well, you kind of see what happens. And I like beans. That you do, buddy. That you do. Guys, can I at least come in and get a drink of water? No, dude. What did we tell you? Get out. Back to the porch. I swear to God. Some people's kids. Anyway, I'm David Flora. He's Brent Hand. We're coming to you from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago Sloyash, parts unknown Colorado, to talk all things MK often this week. Yeah. Ha. All things. I'll hold my breath on that. You know what? That's sadly true. Uh, Does it hurt you to say he's got a point there? <laughs> a bit. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's no surprise or no, I'm not telling any tales at a school to say that the government is known for their secrecy and not always, even when they get exposed, sometimes it's like, nah, nah, right. yeah, keep them guessing. Shuffle, shuffle them feet, three card money, all that good stuff. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I guess I, it is better, I guess, in a way to think that the government does keep things from everyone. That way, you know, our secrets aren't revealed. But then also it is completely terrifying. It's a double-edged sword. You don't want yeah. to be so inept that everyone goes, mm, I know what your government's doing. <laughs> but you also kind of want to know what your government's doing. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of become a big business now. <laughs> the making of sheeple. Yes, I agree. It's a huge, uh, just as long as they don't shear us too often, I'm okay with it. But, uh, yeah, big business, <laughs> man. Uh, you ain't lying. You know, we work in the, in the public sector. So, um, you know, I'm not privy to, to all the goings on, but, uh, man, I'd like to be a fly on the wall in some of these meetings that they have. Sure. Although sometimes I bet it would get pretty gross. <laughs> uh, but it's funny you say um, we work in the public sector, even people that are in the private sector or part of the government are compartmentalized from others. Right. So there's some people that still don't know what's going on, even though they know a lot of what's going on. Well, I think that's such a – it's so ingrained in them that even when it's not necessary, I think they compartmentalize things just because, well, that's what we do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and for better, for like I said, there's always a happy medium. I'm glad that some things are done. I'm not glad that people are experimented on and maybe turned over to black magic as we're going to talk <laughs> about this week. I don't know. I don't know. Moving on a little bit because we could talk about that forever. I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, anyone at home who has never, ever, ever opened their eyes. But allegedly... 
at times, the government may not have had our best interests in mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Calm down, both of you ladies. I said allegedly. <laughs> my vapors. Oh, my. But I, declare, I, I just don't believe such falsehoods. <laughs> Someone get me my fainting chair. <laughs> Yes. I can't abide this type of language. I need to add just a random chair in my house. What's that? My fainting chair. My fainting chair. What? <laughs> Nothing. Moving on. <laughs> oh, that, that's the chaise for passing out. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> One such topic. That's the topic this week. And a branch of, you know, it, it's more of a branch of a topic we've already talked of in the past. Yeah. yeah. We talked MK Ultra. All right. And a lot of this is still part of MK Ultra, but we're diving down deeper into it. Cause this week we're talking MK Often, which all these are just weird, weird names. Tell us though about MK Often, Project MK Often, whatever you want to call it, depending on which Reddit page you're on, what <laughs> how they want to call it. Well, besides having the most uh, terror-striking name in history. <laughs> NK every once in a while. <laughs> NK if I feel NK, like it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> NK, I don't feel like it right now. We'll see. <laughs> it was a not-so-covert U.S. Department of Defense program developed in conjunction with the CIA post-World War II. Mm, already, so boom, yeah. boom, boom, everybody say A-O. We're already banging on all cylinders. <laughs> and like we said, she was an offshoot or descendant program of MK MKUltra. Um, the goal of this offshoot was specific. Quote, test the behavioral and toxicological effects of certain drugs on animals and humans, end quote. Specifically, by way of gelatinous blobs that rain down from the sky on unsuspecting town folk. <laughs> yeah, not not quite that. I like where your head's at. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah is he, it's almost like he's went back and uh, actually paid attention to our show. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Some of this stuff seeps in. <laughs> yeah. Just like blobs Just like gelatinous blobs, yep. Yeah. yeah. In, so in a Washington suburb mm. or whatever it was. <laughs> I like doing that with it in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Testing of these drugs was done not through blobs. Allegedly. <laughs> but in several ways on animals. Boo. Yeah. Prisoners at Holmesburg Prison in Philadelphia. Eh. Not military as, not as personnel <laughs> at Edgewood Arsenal and possibly many other places. Mm -hmm. But why, sir? Why? Tell me. Tell me why. Well, it's simple, Brent. Mind control. <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> I hope you put the appropriate uh, filter effect on that. Yeah, my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, no, like specifically though, we're talking Manchurian candidate type shit where people can yeah. be conditioned through the use of drugs to carry out all sorts of nefarious deeds. I don't know. They don't all have to be dastardly, but really I'm sure they are uh, because you know, the government uh, from assassinations to spying and everything in between. You know what we call that mind taking baby. Damn right. Men talk, but instead <laughs> of using your mind, like men talk, it was drugs. Whoa. And maybe black magic, but a little maybe. Um, yeah, we're, this is H fifty one, so we're not going to stop there. You see, I keep saying that that whole black magic part. In two thousand seven, Gordon Thomas released a book, "Secrets and Lies: The CIA's Operation Often," and Thomas Pingy swears that Often was also. Uh, initiated by the chief of the CIA's technical service branches, one Sidney Gottlieb, who we know was part of this, to explore the world of quote unquote black magic and quote harness the forces of darkness and challenge the concept that the inner reaches of the mind are beyond reach. <laughs> Yahtzee. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he was thinking that they're not beyond reach. Speaking of banging on all cylinders, it is truly banging on all cylinders. Now, um, is this true? Yes. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next week on Hysteria 51. <laughs> and that's your new opinion. Pinion. <laughs> uh, there's no other sources. It literally, um, but it's the government, so probably. Doesn't it just feel like that would be something they do? And plus, we know oh, they, yeah. you know, we're, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more. And um, 
I know what you're probably thinking at home. Not so fast. Ricardo Montalban was using hypnotic suggestions, not drugs, back in, in the old Naked Gun movies. Well, that... Pussy. No, you're right. He was using hypnotic suggestion, not drugs. So it's not the same thing. So the I must kill the queen. Good. Uh, it's a good thing that brave American patriot umpire uh, <laughs> stopped stopped that whole Hey, plan. that's Enrico Polenzo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, opera slash opera. I can't remember the name of people I just met when my wife introduces me, but Enrico (laughs) Palenzo was banging around in there for no use for the last 37 years or however as long since, you know. Anyway. I loved that scene (laughs) where he's all just like, ah, ah, he's dancing around. Yeah. And everybody's like, what? He was out. He never tagged him with the ball. He wasn't, he was out when he, he wasn't out or whatever. Yeah. It's all, yeah. Anyway, going back, it does. I want you to remember that this all stems from MK ultra, a little backstory, just bringing this all together. So in 1964, MK search was the name given to the continuation of the MK ultra program because they're just like, Johnson, give me a word search. Yeah. No, Great. yeah. I, Johnson was a, um, a chalkboard yeah. uh, that they would throw gum at. <laughs> right. Um, whatever it's stuck to is just is listed with a bunch of random ass words, whatever <laughs> the gum stuck to. That's what, uh, that's what they put behind MK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, in 64, MKUltra ended because probably they needed to diversify in order to get more government backing or money. So then MK Search was divided into two projects dubbed MK Often and my favorite name ever. You want to take this one? MK Chickwit. <laughs> Clear as mud, right? What MK Chickwit. Yeah. Like, we're, you know, I. <laughs> Somewhere it makes sense. It's just not in my. No, it um, doesn't. No, it doesn't. It <laughs> doesn't even make back. sense in fucking Alice in Wonderland. Son of a bitch, like, Brent, you take that back right now. <laughs> MK Chickwit. That's like that's like a name that they tried to to call subordinates in the military. Listen, you Chickwit. But they were they were super Christian and and didn't want to curse so they just made up you know uh, a curse word right you're, you're such a chickwit johnson oh man johnson i swear he's up to all the the no good um so these are the official programs and then funding from mk search started in 1965 and ended ha 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 allegedly in 1971 <laughs> where i'm sure it didn't devolve or turn into three more mk toenail <laughs> mk mk shart and uh, MK Tiger Stripe. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like we did say, uh, the search was a project of joint between the U.S. Army Chemical Corps and the CIA's Office of Research and Development to find new offensive use agents with a focus on incapacitating agents. Fuck yeah. Uh, not that fun kind of incapacitation, if there is such a thing, or whatever the hell you're imagining there, see, but, but like we said, its purpose was to develop tests and evaluate capabilities um, like covert use of biological chemical and radioactive material systems and techniques uh, producing predictable human behavior and or physiological changes in support of highly sensitive operational requirements is how they put it. Like I said, clear as mud. Fuck yeah. Uh, he's into things that I'm not into. Thank God. Anyway, by March of 71, over 20, I, I love how this is put when you read the, the case study, <laughs> over 26,000 potential agents had been acquired for future screening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> potential agents being people from the street, Sometimes yeah, military who are, I have links to in the show notes as always to our research. And there is a really interesting, uh, there's a video where they're the CIA was working with these British military people that were like signed up, like coming in for a test of, you know, drug screening. Oh, yeah. And then they dose the shit out of them with like uh, horrible drugs just to see what would happen. And they're like, good job. Here's your $40, you know? <laughs> Please do not die. a lifetime of haunting memories. Right, yeah. And for the birds aren't real camp, if you're playing long at home, the CIA was also interested in bird migration patterns for chemical and biological warfare or 
CBW when you're reading. If they ever say CBW in in the in in military stock, it's it's chemical and biological warfare. So that's a fun acronym to throw up your sleeve. That's a good thing to not confuse with uh, stuff that might help, you know, like nerves or yeah, sleep patterns, my, you know. Did you get my uh, CBD relaxing. oil? Uh, yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it really feels like it burns going down. I can't down. feel my legs anymore. That's, yeah. That, <laughs> that just means it's working. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, the subproject 139 designated bird disease studies at Penn State. That's going to be have to be for another uh, whole episode where they were trying to see, well, birds fly all over the place. What if we infected them with stuff and then they could give that to other people? Hmm. That couldn't turn around and, bang, you know, yeah, blow up in their faces anyway. Um, we're talking MK often, which, as you know, was, as we said, designed to deal with testing of all this crazy shit, you know, on animals and humans. And maybe the occult. Chickwit! <laughs> Just real quick to touch me? on that. Was concerned with acquiring information on new drug developments in Europe and Asia and with acquiring samples. Hey, can I get some of that? Spycraft stuff. That was more like huh. your 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 nuts and bolts spycraft. So that's on the docket this week. It is break time. When we come back, we take a trip through the murky waters that are the CIA, drugs, mind control, the occult, and CBOT, and on and on and on. That's right after this break on Hysteria 51. Oh my god, I'm I'm slipping. There we go. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff? of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Brent, 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 please don't ring that bell. It, it makes me want to do things. Oh my God. It's triggering something I in me. must kill the queen. <laughs> it makes me want to <laughs> call myself Frank Drebin and go slip out into the umpire's uniform. Anywho, uh, not to be confused with Rico Palenzo. Uh, serious questions for you. Why would a government want mind control in your summation? What do you think the, the perks are? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Unlimited. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. How much time you got? <laughs> I mean, it just it. People, when I'm reading online, people are like, I can't believe the government would do this. Um, I can't believe they really? you would ever think that <laughs> random person who I laughed at <laughs> on on Reddit and 4chan and everywhere. Ah, man, it's just uh, it just seems like that would be like 
in the bylaws, you know. Oh, and also yeah, we want to mind control. That's heaven for the the powers that be, the uh, the new world order, the oligarchy, and everyone <laughs> you know, knows new world order is for life. Sorry, that's your <laughs> wrestling drop for the week there. <laughs> oh, speaking of wrestling, if you're playing along at home too, Vince McMahon finally retired. Drug scandals, suicides, horrible things. Never could take him out, but pussy took him out. <laughs> He just fucked a few too many women and got caught, and uh, now he's no longer with the WWE. So, yeah, hats off to you there, Mr. McMahon. I I don't know if you've ever heard. There's a lot of stories about that dude. Just Just terrible. He's just a disgusting individual. Yeah. Speaking of Vince McMahon, let's talk drugs. (laughs) Tell us what was going on. Tell us about uh, way back in the 53. This is kind of what I was talking about. Uh, with British people. Start date, May 1953. Scientists are researching a super lethal nerve agent, Saren, who is also leader of the Vulcan High Command. <laughs> is it Saren or Saren? I think I've heard it both ways, and I don't care because it's, it's bad shit. It's Sarek and Saren. <laughs> uh, yeah. Saren is no joke, man. So they they work with English researchers uh, as well on this and would post up flyers for military personnel. You mentioned this pers- uh, mm-hmm. personal stuff like wanted people to test cure for the common cold. <laughs> Turns out the cure for the common cold is death. <laughs> that's spoiler, one way to do it. That's not yeah. exactly what they were testing. Yeah. Quick and easy. Uh, yeah. But no, that, that is not uh, the, what the tests were about. Voluntary personnel would come in and be subjected to testing of sarin and other types of chemicals. Yeah. And and they've got interviews of these people, right? Yeah, like Supposed- and they, uh, that are just it's hard to watch them talking about how these things went down, you know. But yeah. yeah so how how did they do it? What did they do? They came in, they they were told to roll up their left sleeve. Um some kind of material was taped to their forearm and then they'd give them gas masks. Or some kind of respirator. Uh, this is for common cold, you said? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they were told, you have to wear this. Do not take this off. Yeah. Just don't, man. And then two rows of 10 drops of sarin were placed on on their arms. And sarin, being a nerve agent, um, had some pretty immediate effects yeah. on them. Severe claustrophobia and terror uh, set in. For them, they sweated profusely. It it gave them that sensation of just not being able to breathe, being constrained, and mm-hmm. you know, for thirty minutes, and not the good kind, not the kind you pay uh, an extra fifty when she's done or he's done. Right? We don't we don't yeah. judge. <laughs> so there's a reason that that you pay for that, and yeah. you don't yeah volunteer. Um, and then, uh, then they were released. Interestingly enough, though, they do talk about how, you know, there was just sheer agony, haunts them to this day, but they've never had a cold. <laughs> <laughs> Success. <laughs> Tasks failed successfully. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They, they still, you know, the people they interviewed have uh, nightmares about it yeah. to this day. Declassified paperwork. This is a absolutely true thing that many people have come forward with, but. Paper shows that this, uh, this whole experiment was done in partisan with the CIA. It was done literally to determine what a lethal dose of sarin is. Why? Why? Right. Like, why on our own? Well, it was their military personnel. I mean, is it to see? Well, number I guess it's kind of twofold. They're seeing what people, what they can coax out of people by doing the sarin. And also seeing where, you know, how many drops, you know, each one's measured, I'm sure. And even though it was 20 drops for everyone, I bet there was different doses per drop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They were seeing um, to know where the the lethal. So how many people died? Well, we don't know. But um, they were looking for subservience. When these people are in these horrible agony and sheer terror, they're much more subject to to word of mouth, you know, to being told. To well, suggestion. Yeah, suggestion. We can help you through this. Then control be in, can be imposed by different drugs or conditioning. The goal was to have people perform acts against their will and then have no memory of it. Um, 
now, if it's because of sheer agony or it's because they were dosed to a point where they don't remember anything. But when you get into this whole against their will, have no memory, uh, have no memory of it, we're talking Manchurian candidate. Now, if you're not familiar with that term, the term comes from uh, the Manchurian candidate is a novel by Richard Condon came out in 1959. It's a political thriller about a son of a prominent U.S. Uh, political family who's brainwashed into being an assassin for a communist conspiracy. And it is something that the U.S. government went, oh, God, I fucking want it. Oh, you little bitch. Mm. You know, there's just like all these fucking generals, you know, are just like, oh, God, I got a fucking raging heart on as they're reading this. <laughs> you, know? you know? You know what's uh, ultimate irony about that is sometimes I wonder if we did get some of that and they didn't even know about it. Um, we did get some Manchurian candidates during oh, the Cold War. Man, I'm I'm I would With the be, state of how the country is going. I would just uh, be hard pressed to not believe that something like that hasn't happened in the past. You know, whether here, there, everywhere, who knows? Yeah. It's hard to imagine being brainwashed into acting against your own will, but it's been done over and over throughout history. Uh, one of the crazy examples, if you've watched uh, Game of Thrones, Theon Greyjoy. He was mm-hmm. he was brainwashed, you know, and and people look at uh, what do they call that when you get uh, you get kidnapped and you fall in love or or with your captors or uh, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know your mind will alter your reality mm. to suit itself sometimes. It, um, this will probably come up here in a little bit towards the end, but, uh, it's a different form, um, of what I would call mind control. And this one is, um, especially with Stockholm syndrome, it's dependency that drives it more than anything. And that can cause people to do some, uh, or act, act antithetical to how they would normally act. Yeah. It literally goes to show the mind can be its own worst enemy. And what we think or feel is not always the case, but people want to die on that hill all the time. I, the other day was driving and I was like, I thought I saw literally like two dogs standing up. And then I look over and it's just two people, but like (laughs) your mind, you're like, I was like, what the hell? You know what I mean? And your mind just fills in the blanks. You know, now what if I was, hadn't went back around the block? I didn't go around the block. I turned my head, but you know what I mean? And then I just went the rest of my life going, I saw two fucking dogs just walking down the street wearing fucking blazers. How how, how much of the, this paranormal world that we, you know, that's exactly where I'm going is exactly that. Yeah. You know, but what you saw, I know what I saw. You know what I mean? That, that term is. I, I just can't take that seriously when someone says, I know what I saw because I'm like, you may not, right? <laughs> you, you know what your mind has constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, Hey, I know what around, I think I saw I'll exactly. tell you that right now. <laughs> if you, if you, you know, turn your head like you did or go around the block and try another pass, you could see something completely different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the, the mind, the mind's a hell of a drug. <laughs> right. Yeah. The mind and cocaine, it turns out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hand you. in hand. Thank you, Charlie Murphy. Anyway, we're going to go to break again real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk some statistics because everyone loves statistics. And we're going to talk about that whole occult and black magic and all that. It's coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. <laughs> Black magic woman trying to make a devil out of me. Drugs are bad. Uh, drug use, though. Are you ready for a staggering statistic? I found this looking online, reading about drugs and their history. I always love staggering. <sighs> Especially when I'm on drugs. Uh, America <laughs> has spent over a trillion dollars fighting the war on drugs. 50 ha! years later... Drug use in the U.S. is still climbing. 
<laughs> it's gone. Hey, hey, congrats, drugs, <laughs> hey. for winning the war on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the war? Drugs. People are prescribed opiates at a shocking level just so companies can line their pockets. And then we yeah, have an opium epidemic. epidemic. Um, it's funny to me that we fight this aspect, yet our own government has used addiction and drug effects the way they they have. Blah, we're we're blah, talking blah, about blah, this. drugs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> we can go down that whole fucking road exactly. Let's I, talk black I, magic. I, I, <laughs> and and just, just real quick, I, it, the, the opioid stuff is – completely different to me yeah. than the war on drugs. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's the war. It should be the war on shit. Yep, which was controlled by like one family who got yeah. uh, immunity over the whole thing. So that's fine. Because they are rich. They um, money. But the, the war on drugs is against um, heroin, marijuana, cocaine, um, all that stuff, which the government also had a hand in perpetrating. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah, you're right. Hey, you know. let's talk black magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that book. We mentioned it again. Remind everyone about that book and what they were supposedly looking into. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I did uh, research on um, uh, the Santana album. Um, <laughs> black magic. Black magic woman. <laughs> such a good song. But now in the book, Secrets and Lies, A History of CIA Mind Control and Germ Warfare, Author Gordon Thomas says that in N.K. Often, Dr. Gottlieb and other CIA employees visited with and or recruited fortune tellers, palm readers, clairvoyants, astrologers, medium psychic specialists in demonology, witches and wizards, Satanists, and other occult practitioners, and more. Is it really for you, realistically, is it a big jump to think they would look into those things if they're wanting to be able to control people? Or is it a bigger leap to think that they would even put any stock into them being true? Maybe that's the true question is, what did they know that we don't know? Because that's over and over we find that they were looking into, you know, astral projection and and um, remote viewing. And, well, th this is saying now, again, you know, but fortune tellers, palm readers, clairvoyants, all these things. Uh, we well, find out that they were putting all that time and money into researching the woo-woo that was happening out at uh, uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, brain farting on that. Does it really make you wonder, like, what don't I know that they know? Um, no, not – with this, it's more to me like, all right, let's give this – it's 15 minutes – just to just see. Just in case kind of thing. Just in case. And then we'll move on. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think, I mean, if it were me, it'd be like, I, I might have some preconceived notions that are based on, you know, some evidence I've already kind of come across, but let's give it its due process and put it through, you know, some scientific method yeah. and see if there is anything to it, just in case there's something we can develop to get a leg up on the commies. <laughs> so it's not right. that big of a leap to me. Yeah. Now I want to reiterate that these claims come from this book and pretty much nowhere else. And when you <laughs> read online, they don't even, they don't go into it very much, even in the book or anywhere. They don't, you know, and everyone goes, these claims come from this book and pretty much nowhere else. Like, you know, yeah. other than if they are referring to this book. The book blurb, we do have that. So if you're interested in reading this book, why don't you uh, hit them with the blurb and they can decide if this is something they'd be interested in reading or not. Um, can I get some some music, some oh. like, trailer music yeah, or something here we go. under this? Dun, dun, dun. All right. Germ warfare, secret mind control programs. New tell-all to be featured prominently in a National Geographic television special recounts the CIA's dirtiest deeds done dirt cheap from insiders who have been there. In the late summer of 2001, prolific and best-selling British author Gordon Thomas received five CD-ROM discs containing some 22,000 documents relating to secret CIA programs. None has been published until now. In the shocking new release, Secrets and Lies, A History of CIA Mind Control and Germ Warfare, author Thomas unleashes horrific accounts 
of the CIA's sick relationship <laughs> with physicians and scientists whose aim it was to obtain control over the human mind and perfect the ultimate killing machine, Germ Microbes. Relying on sources that touch the very top echelon of the CIA, Thomas's methodical reporting concentrates on a triangle of men. Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, William, Bill Buckley, and Frank Olson. Gottlieb, the former chief of the CIA's technical services branch, organized an unprecedented system of medical torture using a team of like-minded staff doctors. <laughs> Frank Olson was a former CIA scientist whose death sparked his son to find out who killed his father and why. Read the book. <laughs> Read the book. I feel book. like you're going to say that at any moment. Sorry. <laughs> and then there's Buckley, a long-serving CIA officer, American patriot, <laughs> nice guy, great neighbor, and an unparalleled source because of his position as a point man for the MK Ultra program and special assistant to Bill Casey, director of the CIA under President Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Secrets and Lies lays out the facts about the CIA's massive stockpiling of biological weapons and tells the entire story of the CIA's mind control experiments, as seen largely through the eyes of Buckley, ending with his death at the hands of Hezbollah. Holy crap. This is a blurb? <laughs> Can they... Can they revisit their fucking definition of blurb? <laughs> if any of the, the secret CD-ROMs that he revealed to have gotten is is true or real or false, that's up for you to decide. Read um, the ROM. Read the ROM. How much is true? How much is a conspiracy theory? I don't know. Yeah. Um, the problem is this stuff is so realistically sounding because we know what people do. So yeah. uh, one takeaway – is the government did use drugs on people. Were they sure. going to look use germs and microbes and stuff like that? Absolutely. Now, we were kind of focusing this week, like I said, on MK Often, which was the drug side of things. Um, and that the book really delves into MK Ultra, which is the all-encompassing. This is just an offshoot. Did they study the occult and all sort of weird shit? Well, I'm sure they 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 still are if there's any value to it, and we know they have in the past. But like you said, is it a 15 minutes and they're done with it? Yeah, unless they found something um, yeah, either yeah. way. Is it a big leap to think they would have done these things for you, not knowing if no. things are true or not? Well, uh, no, but let's see. They, I'm trying to think of the timeline of this stuff because they did the astral projection, things like that, mm -hmm. uh, the men who stare at goats stuff. So it... I mean, it could have been lumped in with that, but they so this was like sixty-five to parts. seventy-one, and then I think some of that kind of was still going on after that into the eighties. Um, yeah, that was on for like twenty-five years. They were doing the, you know, that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a stretch to me. I don't right. think. I I just don't. Well, what? Like, so let me go the, this way. Well, what are your thoughts okay. on it? Like, what do you think? What were? Feel free to in your summation. You look at shit yeah, like this. It, the men who stare at goat stuff, maybe there was something to it, and that's why we know about it today, mm -hmm. why it's more popular, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the other stuff, there wasn't anything, so right. nothing really came of it. Right. In terms of just mind control in general, I I think that, um, well, drugs would be the easiest way to do it. I, it's just that I'm not sure if they found the right combination to right. achieve their goals before they got it shut down. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even the, um, uh, was it Project Rainbow or Rainbow Warriors or something like that? Mm -hmm. the, that that stuff was shut down after you know either a new administration got in there or someone actually looked mm -hmm. at the books and was like, "We're spending money on what?" Yeah, it, a lot of good and bad things get shut down just because of an election. Sure. Period. You so know, that's the way that works. Instead of drugs. One possible alternative that's available these days could be implants. Yeah. Um, 
and you know it's it's messier than drugs of course and we don't have any <laughs> specific evidence of it happening right now but it's not a stretch to think they've developed some kind of biotech to implant in the brain to guide thoughts and actions by maybe controlling specific chemical or electrical stimuli right well that are just going into their dreams and altering their dreams you know that's a whole thing i watched a documentary on that not too long ago but yeah yeah that was a pretty pretty freaky documentary uh kind of long uh lots of lots of horns um but um you know we haven't seen anything like this that we know of Mm -hmm. really but Um, There have been two Emory University neuroscientists by the name of Dr. Roy Bacay and Dr. Philip Kennedy who have developed an electronic brain implant that can be activated by thoughts and in turn can move a computer. It's the fucking devil. That's the mark of the beast. We're all going to (laughs) die. Sorry. I just, I mean, that's where people's minds go when you hear those things. They're getting more frequent. Um, And, and, you know, I, I, I think that, um, they're going so far as to work on them controlling things like drones. Wow. Which is incredibly scary. And I'll, I'll get to more of this uh, later, but um, there's also the thought that maybe people that hear voices, you know, some people claim uh, uh, to have heard voices in their head, which compelled them to do things it was telling them. And while there's a, 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 a psychological aspect to that with some diseases, you know, schizophrenia or some kind of schizoaffective mm-hmm. disorder comes to mind this would be more along the lines of implanting something that would translate radio or microwaves received over the airwaves and cause the person with the implant to hear voices yeah yeah now this is it's getting sci-fi right but it would be up to the person to act on those voices which isn't a guarantee but (laughs) god knows i don't yikes thank god you do it long enough Someone's mental state starts to erode right. and it makes them more susceptible to manipulation. This is kind of the same thing as that Saren mm-hmm. stuff. You know, if, right, you, you're if right, you torture yeah. somebody enough, they're they're going to do things. So, Well, real quick, this makes me think of when they get these false confessions and people go, yeah. well, how the hell would they get a false – when you break someone down mentally for hours and hours, it has been shown they will say whatever they need to get out of that situation at that moment. Even saying I murdered someone, and you can get even you can get it in even less time with physical torture. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank exactly. you, Inquisition. Um, I wasn't expecting is, that. What's it? I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, we have no evidence of a device capable uh, of doing this. Mm. You know, I and I'm thinking that you have to get the device implanted without the person's knowledge, which yeah. is a pretty tall ask anyway. And besides the fact of figuring out where hearing, language, and processing all that is located in the brain, being able to tap it without taking one's whole cranium off, you know, had leaving scars and obvious work, and then you work someone into a nightmare with constant messaging while keeping them sane enough to perform a, a task and not lose their mind and be ineffectual. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I'm sorry, I've... I kind of been sneaking a peek at some of Seabot's <laughs> config files, but it must be fresh on my mind. Um, I would just argue, however, that this method isn't what I would call mind control. It's rather, um, rather, it's it's harassment right. and thought disruption, which still leaves a person in control, just frustrated enough to eventually do something to make it stop. But that's still your. It's a means to the same end. Getting them to act I, in the way that you want, you know what I mean. I guess so. It's um, it's not. It's there's no guarantee that they will act the way you want, but it's a, it, it's akin to torture. Uh, this goes mm-hmm. back to what we were talking about with Stockholm syndrome. Um, it's uh, and and my other thought on it is it's manipulation, and I I just when I hear mind control like this, I'm thinking. You tell it's it's almost like making a, a human robot where you can t- you can um, turn it, wind it up, and yeah. make it go that way and do do a task. Mm-hmm. And it it it's certainly this kind of manipulation can make a person act differently. Yeah. Um. But you know, this is stuff like indoctrination, abuse, 
things you'd find with a cult brainwashing that yeah. happens over years. Yeah, not it's not something the same that can be switched on and right. off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, then, uh, that's the uh, point though, there is how do you switch it on and off? That's what they were trying to figure yeah. out. They, they, yeah. they, the problem wasn't getting people to do it. It's how do you do it in a more efficient manner? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how, basically, how do you make a human robot that yeah. you can program and turn on and off to do your tasks? Mm-hmm. And I got one more point here as described by Dr. Robert Todd Carroll. He says, quote, it is widely believed that the Chinese were successful in brainwashing American prisoners of war during the Korean War. The evidence that their tactics of torture, isolation, sensory deprivation, etc. were successfully used to control the minds of their captives is non-existent. Very few, and and he gives the the figure 22 of 4,500 or 0.5% of those captured by the Chinese went over to the other side. And the myth of success by the Chinese is primarily due to the work of a guy by the name of Edward Hunter, whose book, Brainwashing in Red China, The Calculated Destruction of Men's Minds, Fun. is still <laughs> referred to by those who see mind control tactics as a major menace today. Um, the CIA provided most of Hunter's fodder in their effort to inspire hatred of the North Koreans and communism to explain why some American soldiers didn't hate the enemy mm. and to aggrandize their own role by arguing that they themselves must investigate brainwashing techniques in order to keep up with the inner, well, with I, the inner. I just love that. Uh, they're like, oh man, it took these Chinese forever. What the sarin gas is taking forever. These blah, blah, blah. Um, can we use Satan to speed this on <laughs> in any way, shape or form? Uh, is there any magical spells that you guys could tell us about? No, is that not working? Crap. Yeah. All right, back to the drawing board. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think the big takeaway I'm taking from this episode is where the hell are my classified CD-ROMs? I didn't get any, unless that was what was on all those America Online stuff. That Crap, came were they dropping them and I just wasn't smart enough to check them out? <laughs> <laughs> hiding it in plain sight. Right. Uh, I want to end this episode with a quote. It's a quote from B.F. Skinner, uh, someone who was involved with these projects. Psychologist. Yeah, just it's interesting. He says, my image in some places is a monster of some kind who wants to pull a string and manipulate people. Nothing could be further from the truth. People are manipulated. I just want them to be manipulated more effectively. If that isn't a telling quote about what they were doing, this is happening. We just want to perfect it. Um, and, and I think they are getting there. <laughs> the it, divisiveness in the country, I think you could point to as an example of them finding the right methods to manipulate the population. They've definitely right? struck a tone. Yeah. And uh, it could all be some sort of uh, MK pumpkin seed. Uh, <laughs> 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 what? uh, anyway, that's, um, neither here nor there. That is just, it's, I know this was kind of a meandering episode because this whole thing is hard because even in MK often, then there's offshoots and this was MK search and MK ultra and MK often and MK chickwit and, uh, all these, uh, other, um, you know, just insert your whatever, they're a fascinating look into what our governments really did in the past. And uh, if you guys can think of any other crazy things like this that you think would be fun to, uh, to, to look over, let us know. You can do that by hopping on Facebook and going to Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion group on there. You can go to facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That's our regular page. You can tweet to us at Hysteria51Pod or go to the show notes. We even have a Discord. You can hop on there and tell us all the things that we didn't talk about or didn't talk about that you liked in this or other ideas. Leave us a voicemail telling us 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277 or just go to Hysteria51.com and there is a microphone on there. You can click it, leave us a voicemail and find links to all these things, including our Patreon with lots of extra episodes and we got a couple Lisa and I are going to get ready to do a couple cafeteria 51. So that'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, sir, what you got going on in your neck of the blurry woods, anything? 
Uh, I just released a two-part episode on angels. Pretty interesting. The origins. There are and, angels among us. Sit down the, uh, to us from somewhere up above. Sorry, I'm, I'm channeling my inner Alabama. Did you know that there, there's, an, uh, there's a hierarchy of angels? I did. Like and behold, different kinds. The, the Metatron and the Seraphim. And uh, they when you look and see what they actually look like, they do not look like pretty little people with wings. They look like nope. eyeball monsters with multiple sets of wings. Yeah, so I talk about uh, that with uh, Jason from Dragons and Genesis podcast. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I also have a new audiobook that dropped, a uh, nice. book by Tom Lyons called Bigfoot Frightening Encounters, collector's edition. He, he wouldn't go four. with Sam Squatch Frightening Encounters like I begged him to, that dick. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Squatch. Yeah. He, uh, Put the kibosh on that. Big, I'm sorry about that. Bigfoot Frightening Encounters, what'd you say? Big, Bigfoot Frightening Encounters, uh, Collector's Edition 1 through 4 is on Audible now. So nice. uh, if you guys got an Audible account, go check that out. Uh, the one that I narrate, uh, again, it's Volumes 1 through 4, Collector's Edition. So yeah, look for that. And if you want a uh, free membership, go to blurryphotos.org. Uh, there is a trial Audible membership where you get a free audiobook and... Um, if you, if you don't want to keep up with the audible membership, you got 30 days to cancel it, but you get to keep that book. So check it out. There's a link on uh, blurryphotos.org. So that's what I got going on these days. Awesome to hear. And I can't wait to listen to your, uh, Bigfoot calls, sexy calls on there. I hope there's several of those. <laughs> it's a lot of Southern, uh, uh dialects. That's not only and, a tree that's getting knocked on, uh, knocked up on this episode. Hey, anyway, that's been our thoughts on drugs and black magic and uh, knocked up Sasquatch. <laughs> With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.